Every disc in my back is blown from the top to the bottom all the way. And for like 10 years, I hadn't, I've been on these stakes. hadn't been able to take a step without them for years. Can you walk up on stage? I, 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 I believe I can't. Brandon is his neighbor, and Brandon and his wife and their little boy uh, were here this morning. They've been visiting some here at Victory, and they heard that there was going to be a healing service tonight. So he, he went over next door to his neighbor here, Joshua, and said, Would you come with us uh, to church? This is your next-door neighbor? This is my next-door neighbor. So you thought about bringing him. How did, how did you get him to come? I just called, and we prayed. My wife and I prayed together and uh, just called him, and he said, I would love to go. So there was no hesitation. He, I just couldn't believe it. It was no problem, and he, his mom drove him home, and he was ready to come here. This last week alone, my legs completely gave out on me three different times. I've fallen three different times in this last week just because I couldn't even, just couldn't even raise my legs, and I couldn't do that. I was in the pain of excruciating. The pain was excruciating. I've been in bed 90% of the time for the last, for, for, since I'm 20, 25, and so almost 10 years. Josh, do you receive Jesus in your heart tonight? Yes, I do. You accept him right now? I do. Yeah, we just witnessed not only healing, but salvation come into his life. Yay! Whatever pain you have, my brother here is just gonna to touch it and it's gonna disappear. And then we're gonna explain we're gonna explain something awesome to you guys. So just Man, you guys are weird man. What happened? I don't feel it. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Okay, one by one. Hold on, sorry, sorry, boys. One by one. All right, can you just explain what's wrong? Uh, I injured myself, bro. You injured yourself? Yeah. Yeah, I swear. Are you sure? You know what? Yeah. Watch this. We're not even gonna go one up. Well, we're gonna get one up. Sorry. The Lord is awesome. Check it. Check it. <laughs> what happened? No! What? what happened? Tell me. Creepy, man. Come here, brother. Oh, yeah, what is it? Tell me. Oh, I don't feel my pain, man. Look at my scars. Look at my scars. Look at my scars. Look. 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 And what happened? I don't know. You just, you just, you just touch my hand. I don't feel it no more, man. Yes. 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 Yes.
of the leg but that is a work of transformation that without transformation the power of God cannot heal the man let us continue to watch the screen of our television as God Almighty if he uses another servant see what is happening there see what is happening instantly it got busted see what is happening see what is getting out see what is getting out for serious substances that we put our eyes together for the Lord Jesus that will be extraordinary love transformation it is happening live and direct and Watch your screen. That will help your faith. Look at the case here. It's a mysterious issue. I never knew how he came here. Because I don't know the kind of vehicle that will convey this man here. So let, let him get free and go. My brother, I have seen this for past six years. We have taken him all over, no solution. Both in the church, in the herbalist, in the medical report, no, no solution. Man of God, please help my brother, please. He has skin disease. For how many years? For six years, sir. Okay, let's hear from your brother. What is your problem? Can you talk? Uh, this skin. Okay, it seems he cannot talk. As you see, his appearance, so the, it is inside within and outside is like this okay and uh, you'll be able to say well with me you are ready to accept jesus as your lord and savior yes thank you come on command that disease that infirmity in your body in the name of jesus christ i say I command that infirmity out Begin to bury it down. Mesdames et Messieurs, regardez votre écran. Dans la puissance de résurrection du Seigneur Jésus-Christ à l'œuvre pour guérir cet homme qui souffre d'une maladie chronique de la peau, à travers la puissance de résurrection du Seigneur, il reçoit ici et maintenant la prière de l'homme de Dieu pour être totalement libéré de cette affliction qui le perturbe depuis six ans. Par la puissance du Seigneur, rien n'est impossible. Regardez votre écran et que ceci élève votre foi au nom de Jésus. Le Seigneur ne regarde pas votre passé. I say, you disease, you can hear me come out of this man's life. In the name of Jesus. God! God! You can say what the name of Jesus can do. You see? I say, out! Out! I say, out in the name of Jesus Christ. It must come out. Because the name Jesus is given to cast out demons and to spit a disease with the name we have dominion over all disease. All afflictions, infirmity, trouble, and the challenges in your life.
A shoulder blade. You want one? Yes, sir. Okay, how they do? You know, they're free tonight. While we're at it, can I go ahead and have my hip back? <laughs> sure. What happened to your hip? I was blown up in Vietnam and I got an artificial hip. You heard that letter Francis read? You want a new one? Mm hmm. You got any metal in there? Steel ball joint and plastic cup. Steel born, uh, ball joint and plastic. Ready? Three discs are ruptured bone on bone. In that lower back or what? Lower back. Okay. My wife was healed Thursday night, so I know God can heal. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And you had to wait two more days. Okay, here we go. It's my time. It's your time now, okay. Now, in the name of Jesus, I take authority over that hip. I command a creative miracle. I command new hip bone, a whole new hip socket. I command all that metal and plastic to come out and a new one go in, in place with all the blood, all the normal fluid, in the name of Jesus, be healed. Now, I command that lower back to be restored. I command three new discs. All you ruptured discs, you be made new now in the name of Jesus. Now, in Jesus' name, I command that uh, sacrum to go into position, be healed. I command any crushing in that uh, hip, in the hip joint or in the pelvic area, you be healed, go into place, be released in the name of Jesus. I command these upper vertebrae to be restored, the disc to be restored, go into place, release all the nerves down into these arms in Jesus' name by the power of the Holy Ghost. Relax your neck. Now in the name of Jesus, I call into being that which is not. I call into being a new shoulder blade in the name of Jesus now. Now try your parts of your body and see what happened to the pain. Thank you, Jesus. Give him a good one. Put it up all the way up there. He's reaching it from the back here, Charlie. <laughs> Could you reach that way before? Uh, uh, no, if I want to wash my back, my wife did. Now you can do it. You can wash her back. Jesus said, wash my feet. Now he's going to wash his own back. Okay, good. Try that arm. Anything you want to do. It's normal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's do the hip. Uh, what happened? I hadn't been able to do that since 1968. 1968, he hasn't been able to do that. Thank you, Jesus. Give Jesus a praise offering. Hallelujah. Look at that, he's crossing his legs now. <laughs> There's not a plastic hip around that can do that. <laughs> There's not a plastic... Listen, listen to this. There is not a plastic hip anywhere in the United States that can do this. <laughs> let's, let's, see you, let's see you run down to that man in red down back. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. <laughs> he found out something else about him. Thank you. Come here. Come to the microphone. My wife can vouch for this. Well, I, come here, wife. I can't go uphill. Okay, he can't go uphill. Come up here, wife. Let him chase you. 
Let's see. Let's see. You run up here. You were healed. What were you healed off Thursday night? My back. What was wrong with it? It had arthritis in it. And it's just gone? Mm-hmm. No arthritis since Thursday? No. Now, let's see who can run the faces up the top of this hill. <laughs> that all right? It don't, it, I don't limp. He doesn't even limp anymore. Then you check him out. Look at that. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Isn't that fantastic? Look at him. That's the artificial one. That's the artificial one. Look at that. He's never been able to do that. He's never been able to do that. 180 pounds. 180 pounds on one used to be plastic knee. Look at that. Kyle, is that all right? Yes, sir. I've seen the, I've seen the done. Man, it's, it's shattered. No, I believe I really got faith that he will heal you. Uh, he, he can make. I, I did all this. I've okay. been through faith in everything. Okay. Jim, mind if I just quickly pray for you for one minute? And yeah, just sure. okay. What's your name? Mark. Mark, and where's the pain at the back right here? Lower just show back. lower back. He's had a shattered back for about I'm saying 28 years or something that doctors couldn't fix. And we believe that now in the name of Jesus, through his um, stripes, we are healed, that the healing power right now is going to come in the name of Jesus, because you love him so much, Heavenly Father. How does that feel? Can you move? Okay. You have no worries, man. We'll just um, share the love around them. This is what we do. We do this. Thank you very much, Mark. Share the love. Okay, yep. Heavenly Father, we thank you for Mark. Before letting Mark go, John wanted to pray for him again. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you for Mark and his beautiful family that you're going to pour so much love and, you know, there's going to be healing. I believe there's going to be healing and deliverance in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, thank you very much. Yeah, no worries. Try it again one more time before you go. We often see it just healed like that. Not joking. How's it feeling? I can feel something in his back when I was praying. Then the extraordinary happened. As he was walking off, he just came back and started screaming. It feels different. Yeah? It does. Yeah? Feel lucid? Hallelujah. Whoa! No, Jesus loves you, brother. I just prayed for you. We got faith. It's Jesus. We don't do nothing. It's all his glory. We just pray. Go right down. Go right down. You can do that before. Yeah. Yeah, brother. Yeah, hallelujah. He loves you, man. No more painkillers, man. Did you feel something when we were praying? You're walking away. I'm jiggling. Yeah. Fucking dance. Yeah. Hey, brother. He loves you, bro. He loves you. He loves you. What this? He couldn't do that before. See, isn't that amazing? I couldn't bend like this. Walk up the stairs like this. Uh, yeah. Uh, walk down here. Uh, it's cold, okay. I'm gonna go for a Now, look. Oh, uh, awesome. Yes. yes. Yeah, brother. Oh, he loves you. Serious, so man. I'm not. Oh, believe me, man. Yeah. He's completely gone. He's been in that pain for years. Nothing. Nothing. He loves you. He loves you, man. He loves you. It's, it's, it's Jesus, man. It's Jesus. It's not me. It's. It's heaven, man. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Amazing. Wow. Hallelujah. 
Yeah, you did. You did it, man. No, no, Jesus is the magic. No, Jesus is the magic. Go see him, not me. It's all right, bro. It's all right. It's Jesus, man. It's Jesus. It's Jesus, man. It's Jesus, man. He loves you. He loves you, bro. He loves you. He loves you so much, man. I love you so much too, man. occupation what does she do she's doing nothing what have you done to her family what have you done to her home her marriage we brought the spirit of madness we want them to be mad they are greatest kids oh god to tend them all all of them six of them you evil spirit with all your evil plans for this family for this woman which name? Which name? Which name? Which name? We can't say it. We are in danger. We are in danger. We are in danger. She was given a volcanic energy fire to burn all of us. In the name of Jesus Christ. Why don't call that name? In the name of Jesus Christ. Why should we? Why do you not want that name to be called? Why do you have to call that name? Why? Why? In the name of Jesus Christ, come out of her in Jesus' name! Come out! You have no place in this body. You and your nonsense plans. You're coming out in Jesus' name. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Every chain that has been blocking this woman, that's been holding her destiny, let it be loosed in Jesus' name. Let every chain be loosed in Jesus' name. This is deliverance taking place in Jesus' name right now. The evil spirit said it was a spirit of snake that had caused madness in the family. But right now we're seeing the name of Jesus Christ taking authority over this demonic spirit as she is being completely set free in Jesus' name. You are free. Rise up in Jesus' name. You are free. You are free. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Robert Skillman of Red Bluff, California, led a normal life until one day his regular exercise routine produced some abnormal results. As he started to cool down, 
Robert noticed a tingling in his hands. Initially, he thought nothing of it, but then the sensation spread to the rest of his body. At first, when everything felt like it was going to sleep, I kept thinking, it's going to wake up. I mean, it's going to wake up, and it, it didn't wake up. It went to sleep and died. Robert underwent a series of tests. His x-rays revealed a grave abnormality, which was evaluated by his physician, Dr. Don Nelson. I think anybody that looked at him would say, this man's in big, big trouble. Robert had developed a condition which caused an overgrowth of bone and tissue in his vertebrae. This white material, between the two lines of white material is the spinal cord. And then you get up to this point, and the spinal cord appears to almost disappear. This is really very severe cervical stenosis. In layman's terms, Robert's spinal cord was being crushed by abnormal growth. And by the time he was diagnosed, Robert had lost all feeling from the neck down. Recommended treatment included surgery to relieve pressure on the spinal cord, followed by intense physical therapy. Surgery was performed, but the limits of Robert's medical coverage prohibited the therapy. Sadly, without it, Robert would never fully regain the use of his body. Until this point, Robert had handled his misfortune well, but this unexpected turn was more than he could bear. I raged against God for letting this happen. What have I done to deserve this? I raged against the state for not providing me physical therapy, at least giving me a hope of getting better. Robert's anger became grief. Then his grief became self-pity. He was on a downward spiral. He knew this pattern had to stop, so he decided to do the one thing he could still do without assistance. He prayed. My prayers were, uh, at first they were gripe sessions. I, I griped and complained. Finally, there was a point of complete surrender. I said, God, if this is your will, you let me lie here a vegetable for the rest of my life. If that is your will for me, then give me the strength to accept that. And if you cannot give me the strength to accept that, then I will not be satisfied unless you heal me. Robert prayed for a miracle, as did his congregation and his pastor. I, I knew that God could heal and that tr physicians had treated and, and he had very competent surgeons but we would leave the, the healing part to God. But even with all the prayers, Robert's condition continued to deteriorate. For a period of time, it seemed to actually get worse after surgery rather than better. And then there was a rather sudden improvement uh, about six months after surgery. Robert's sudden improvement was for him nothing less than the miracle for which he and his church had prayed. For no earthly reason, and with no medical explanation, Robert showed signs of movement in his arms and legs. With great difficulty, he was soon able to stand, and over time, with some assistance, the former quadriplegic actually walked. Though not yet 100%, Robert made phenomenal progress, and together with his congregation, he thanked God for his miraculous recovery, but the best was yet to come. The following week, he returned to church, this time without his walker. Robert had been completely healed. His friends were astonished, 
and claimed he was literally a walking miracle. Looking back on the experience, Robert claims to now understand why he was prohibited from receiving physical therapy. God allowed me not to have it so that he could get the glory. I was denied physical therapy so that when I was completely restored, not just partially restored, completely restored, human beings, especially medical science, could not say that they had anything to do with the restorative process other than the initial stabilization. Dolores, how long did you live in this? Well, I lived in plaster Paris once for seven years. Hmm. And they would cut the sides open and put straps on. And then finally they started making plastic. And I lived in plastic ones for another seven and a half uh, years. What, what is this bump here <laughs> on That's the where the bone came through the skin and was stuck out. And had to wear a patch on that. In a body cast for 14 years. Four fusions. One through the front, the other three through the back. Two cordotomies to kill the pain. So this side of my body was numb from here down, this side from here down. Two weeks before I was healed, my husband and I made my funeral arrangements. You had a, a disease that your bones were becoming brittle yes. way before their time. Yes. Uh, and uh, when someone reaches a point that they're about ready to die, they're terminal, and their pain is unbearable. Uh, they had a surgery back then, which they don't even do today. No. It's such a horrific surgery. Uh, what was it and what did they do? It was called percutaneous cordotomy, where they go into the base of the brain through behind the ear, and they burn out the nerve centers. So you can never feel again in the part of the body that they burn the nerve centers out. Now, you had it on both sides. Yes which meant that um, you had no feeling from where? Your waist down? Well, or? on my right side, I had no feeling from my neck down. The left side from my waist down. And, and, there, and, and there's no reversal no. for this surgery. No. Uh, never in the history of the world has it ever been reversed until that night when she went to the Catherine Kuhlman meeting. Now, Dolores loved God, but did not believe in miracles for today. She felt they ceased. And so when the mother of the housekeeper turned on this Catherine Coleman show, what did you say to her? Turn it off. Why? Because I came from Pennsylvania. I was always told Catherine Coleman was a kook, said she healed people, and that wasn't true. And I believed it. And what did the housekeeper's mother say to you? She said to me, what if you're keeping a door closed to God? And I had to respond because... At that point, I was waiting for an answer from God for my youngest son. You see, she had a, a young son. How old was he, Chris? He was 14. He, he was 14. And she was wondering what was going to happen to him when she died. Uh, because, uh, well, tell me about the orthopedic doctor that was a friend of yours when he told you you were going to die. What did he say? Well, when he came into the room, they wanted to take me in the hospital one more time, see if there was anything they missed or anything they could still do or anything they could learn to help somebody else. And uh, when they did all this checking and had a new neurosurgeon in to look at me, and he said, it's time to go. The tissues in my back were shredding even, where that bone was through the skin, and they couldn't even patch it. 
And he came in and sat down. And he said, uh, I said, what's wrong? And he said, Dolores, there's nothing more we can do. And he said, I would give anything in this world to make you well. And there's nothing to be done. And she heard mm -hmm. the voice of the Holy Spirit say to her, Catherine Coleman. And she knew somehow that if she went to the Catherine Coleman meeting, she would find out, uh, she'd, she'd have some peace of mind of what would happen right. to her son. You literally said to, you had chutzpah, you said to God, what, what did you say to him? I told him, I will not die till you show me how you're going to take care of Chris. And he, he gave him to us, he's adopted. And he gave him to us after I was in my first body cast, and then in a brace for several years. and. Uh, so did Chris ever see you normal? No. No, he never did. He never did. Okay. So uh, you, uh, you know you have to go to this meeting of this woman you don't care for. But you know, I could go because it was a Methodist spirit, Holy Spirit conference. And I grew up Methodist. And I knew they weren't going to let her do anything out of order. Okay, so you get in the car to go to this conference, you get out, but you can't get out of the car yourself, so what do you do? Well, Gail always put me in and took me out. And, uh, and she couldn't get me out because the, the pain, the shoulder was deteriorated also, both wrists and all my fingers. What was going on with your organs? Heart and lungs were very bad, and my kidneys had clo started to close off, and that was what was killing me. Yeah. And uh, this man stepped up and said, let me help reached in and picked me up and took me in. Gail parked the car and came in and he took us to seats and uh, Catherine Coleman came out on stage and I thought, dear God, I can't stand to look at her. And the Lord said, you don't need to look at her, just listen. And so I closed my eyes and I was holding my head like this and she said, tonight I'm going to introduce you to the Holy Spirit. Now she's talking to Methodist pastors and lay leaders. It wasn't a healing service. No, it was not a healing service. In fact, they made her send her people home because they couldn't have healing. And, uh, and so I thought, I know the Holy Spirit. It's the Spirit of God. And she said, if you call him it, you don't know him. And suddenly something happened to me. And I had my eyes closed and I saw a little Kodak slide picture of Chris and a man on our front porch. And the man turned and looked at me and said, tell Chris he need never walk in the house alone, to tell him to take Jesus' hand and walk in, and I'll walk in with him. But my name is Holy Spirit. And now you felt you had your answer. I had my answer. I was ready well, to go I, home. I said to Gail, let's go. And uh, Catherine Kuhlman had said somebody had an ear open and people started going up. And I thought, now she's putting on a sideshow. And I looked like I fit in a sideshow, and I wanted out. So Gail handed me my cane, and I started pulling myself to the edge of the seat so she could get me up. And as I did, my legs were on fire. And I thought, what is happening? And uh, the thought came to me that the bone that was out, the cast was putting pressure on it and making my legs burn. And wasn't I glad I only wore that one hour a day because Bill would get me up and let me sit up with them for an hour. The rest and, of the time you were in the bed? Yes, the rest of the time I was in bed. And, uh, and I thought that's what was happening. And finally, a man was down by my seat 
And he said, something's happening to you. And I said, my legs are burning. And he said, would you walk with me? And I said, get me out of here. So he got me up and he said, how can I help you? And I said, if you put one arm around me and then take this arm and with my cast, I can shuffle. So we started out. Of course, he felt the cast. And finally he said to me, have you ever had any surgeries? And I said, I had four spinal fusions and two percutaneous carotomies. Nobody knew what percutaneous carotomies were. So if I would say that to them, they wouldn't say anything. You could get rid of them. <laughs> I could get rid of them. And they would say, oh, and that was the end of it. But this man turned me to face him, and he said, you've had four spinal fusions and two percutaneous carotomies? And I said, yes. He said, isn't it strange that your legs are burning? And I thought, he knows what I'm talking about. But I wouldn't answer him. I just said yes. We went out to get to the lobby, and he said to me, you can take your cast off if you want to. And my instant reaction was, dear God, these people are dangerous. <laughs> Never saw me before and telling me I can take my cast off. And, and I looked at him, and I saw something. I didn't know what, but I saw something in him. And finally, he said to me, do you want to take it off? Sometimes people aren't willing to get healed. But I said, I've been in one of these things over 15 years, and I'm dying. And he shook his head, and I knew he knew. And I said, yes, I would want to take it off. He had me in the women's restroom with Gail in there helping me out of the cast, had the neck brace off, and he went out while she got this off me. And uh, when he came back in, she said to me, is something happening? And I said, no. She said, this isn't like you. I started to fasten my cast back up. But when that man stepped in the door, I knew he knew something. And I said, get this off me and get me to him. And he carried me out, and he and an usher carried me up on the platform. And Catherine was waiting for him. Let, let me interject something. What you don't know is this man that walked up to this Dolores wasn't even supposed to be at this meeting. That's right. He was a medical doctor, mm -hmm. and he went. He felt God told him to go to the meeting mm -hmm. because he had a word of knowledge for one person. And although there were, what, a thousand people 3, there? Three thousand people. He walks directly up to Dolores. Mm -hmm. This was the one that God had selected. The reason he knew about the cardonomy is because he was a medical doctor. That's, right. That's why it didn't amaze him. Tells her to take this off. This is a uh, body brace and a neck cast. She takes it off. I'm, I'm still amazed you took it off, Dolores. <laughs> and and um, they carry her up to the platform where Miss Coleman is there. And what happened next? Then she said to me, walk. And I said, I can't walk. And I had very little voice <clears throat> because the cordotomy, the second the cordotomy, went, they went through the throat, paralyzed my vocal cords. Mm. And... Uh, and I didn't think she heard me when I said, I can't, because she said, again, walk. And I pushed my foot out to show her I couldn't. Came up off the floor. It came down on the floor, and I thought, I feel the floor. No, you can't feel the floor. But I had to get the other foot out because the men had not moved up, and my body was so crooked, I knew if they let go of me, I would fall. So I pulled the other foot up, and it came off the floor. It came down. And I thought, I feel the floor. No, you don't feel the floor. 
You can't feel the floor. And suddenly I felt in my fingertips started going up. And they said, I was looking at my hand, and it got up so far, and I started screaming, I can feel, I can feel. She told me to walk. She had no idea what was going on. I ran on the platform, came back, and she said to me, bend over. And my doctors could only bend me so far. And I started to bend over and realized I was free, I could bend. And I touched the floor. And there was a doctor from Dallas sitting on the platform, and he didn't believe any of this. And he said, suddenly a hush fell. And he looked up, and he saw my body straightened. And he said, if that doesn't make a believer out of you, nothing will. In other words, he saw your body crooked and could see it yes. straightened yes. before his very eyes. Yes. And he said, uh, and the next year he introduced us at the, at the Methodist Holy Spirit Conference. But uh, I was in shock because I didn't believe anything like this. They tell me that you ran. You don't I even ran. remember it. No. How could you run? How could you do that, Dolores? I don't know. Mm -hmm. Okay, <laughs> this great miracle occurs. She goes mm -hmm. home in a state of shock. I have to ask you, what did your son, that was so important to your adopted son, say when he saw you? He ran out to the car, and I was getting out of the car by myself for the first time he ever saw that happen. And he picked me up and started carrying me across the street, screaming, you were healed, you were healed. But before we went, we had an incident where he said to me, Mother, you're going to be healed. And I said, no, honey, that doesn't happen. And I'm not coming home any different than I'm going, but I will have an answer for you. Do you understand that? And he said, yes, ma'am. And I jokingly say that was my last Methodist Presbyterian Sunday school lesson. <laughs> Miracles are not for today. How about the doctor? What was his reaction? He was so amazed. He was waiting for a phone call from Bill to say that I had died. And when he walked in the room, I told him, don't tell him I'm here. When he walked in the room and saw me, he said to me, what's happened? He said, you look different. What are you doing? And I said, I want you to check me. And he started checking me. And he got me up on the table. And I could turn over by myself. And he started writing his hands down my spine. And he said, it's straight. And this shoulder was so bad that he couldn't touch it before. And he was pressing on it and said, is that hurting? And I said, no, it's not hurting. And finally he looked at me and he said, I suppose you want me to use the pin too? And I said, yes. And he barely touched my foot. And I said, it's sharp. He said, all right. He said, that's all. Tell me what happened, but let me sit down. And he sat on his stool and the tears just dripped. And I said to him, Van, tell me another way this could have happened. And he said, there is no other way. This is truly a miracle of God, and you have work to do for him.